Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. Mary's Touch, real life stories of Mary's love. I really do feel that Mary had a role in bringing me back to the Catholic Church. He reminded me that Mary was my mom. I always fell upon if I needed a desperate prayer, I always called to Mary. I could see that Mary had a hand in this. She began to speak to my heart. Mary's Touch, real life stories of Mary's love. Welcome to Mary's Touch, the show that brings you real-life stories of Mary's love and real stories of people living a bold witness of their Catholic faith. I'm Alexis Walkenstein, your host, and today's guest joins me in studio, my dear friend, Kristen Jazak, who is a young Hollywood actress. She is a Pauline cooperator and a lover of Our Lady and Jesus, and it's such a great honor to have you here today with me. Yeah, it's an absolute joy and pleasure. It's always nice when it's a good friend. It feels like, oh, we're sitting in the living room and just inviting everyone in. It's good. I know. <laughs> I know. I, I was thinking about shows for this run and thinking in terms of the blessing. Blessed Mother. And Our Lady Queen of Apostles is so central. You know, I want to first talk about your story. Being a young Catholic woman, you're in your 30s. You live your life unabashedly for Jesus Christ. You are a witness to the Catholic Church, but also to everybody around you. You're very ecumenical. You um, have a love for all of the other denominations. You run with um, all different types of pastors, actors, actresses, people in the industry who are Christians, um, never mind Catholic, but also you have made a lifelong commitment, a promise as what we call a Pauline cooperator mm -hmm. with the daughters of St. Paul with that spirituality. So to some, this might be like, what is that? Is she a nun? <laughs> what is a Pauline cooperator? What's a cooperator when you're cooperating with a particular religious order? I thought, talk about your life of faith and what led you to this radical commitment and how does that enable you to continue to, to run in the world, but not of the world? Yes. Oh, Gosh, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you want. Wherever I want. Well, I grew up a cradle Catholic. Uh, my mom was a youth minister, and, you know, she also did confirmation for our parishes, brought us to Steubenville retreats. So I, I grew up in the faith, and that was really important. And that's been a part of my life for a very long time, you know, living in that spiritual life. And um, it was when I was in high school, there were two people who kind of really influenced me. There was a painter named Rob Surrett. Hmm. So what he does or did, now I believe he still does it, is he would paint these 
these images of Christ large, Hmm. okay? And it would be performance art. And he'd be telling the story of Jesus and you don't know what he's painting. And then all of a sudden he'd flip it or he'd add that last stroke and you'd see Jesus's face, you know, or, Hmm. or Jesus on the cross. These really beautiful depictions. And when I was in middle school, I just couldn't believe. I was so awestruck by this man who is using his gifts and talents for the Mm. Lord. So at that point, there was already like seeds that were being planted, you know. And then fast forward to, I want to say sophomore year on a Steubenville retreat, Father Stan Fortuna um, was on that retreat. Of course, the amazingly wild and faithful Father Stan. With his Bronx accent. Yeah, dreads. (laughs) Yes. You got to love him, especially when you're... And like the ball of fire of the Holy Spirit, by the way. Yes, yes, totally, totally. And he's this rapping priest from the Bronx. And again, I'm seeing this witness of someone using their gifts for the Lord. And he was the first person who said, you know, Pope John Paul II has put out this call for the new evangelization and um, about using your talents and gifts to spread the gospel of Christ. So he was the first person that planted those seeds about John Paul II in my mm-hmm. heart. And I, it just resonated. I just knew, you know, having these gifts and talents that I wanted to be sharing them for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So he, w- he was a catalyst. I mean, we're not like buddy-buddy or anything like that, but (laughs) (laughs) he did. He was one of those, you know, he kind of tipped the dominoes there and got that going. And then those student little conferences, I'm telling you, there is just such fire. University. Yeah. I mean, that's how we met. That's how we met. That's a whole show in itself. But yes, we met a whole 10 years before I ended up in L.A. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't talked at all in between. And then you're you're like a half a mile up Poof. the road from me. Yeah. So I met you through that. Mm-hmm. And then I also met the sisters through that. The Pauline sisters. That's the how you Pauline met the Pauline sisters. sisters. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they were there. I was probably, it was probably the following year. I was probably like a junior. Um, these conferences were fresh, by the way, at this point at La Salette Shrine. They had just started them. I just happened to be the right age I remember for the first those days. Mm-hmm. I was working in television, but sometimes I would go and be part of the prayer team. Yeah. yeah. And it was just incredible. So anyways, here's the sisters. You know, they got their little table set up in the middle where all the teens are walking yeah. by. And I was a public school kid, okay? Like, I mean, ditto girl. You know, like, I was in the faith, but I was a public school girl. In the world, none of the world. Thank (laughs) you very much. Exactly. Exactly. So here I am. And we we didn't have a whole lot of witnesses of nuns in the Fall River Diocese. Most of them were a little, you know, on their way out. And I don't mean by, like, on their way out of the church. I mean, on their way out of life. (laughs) Yeah, older. It was an older church. The rank, older rank and file. We love them. We do. Mm -hmm. We love them. But, but you weren't seeing a lot of young, hip, new vocations. You, you didn't see the face of the young church in religious life. I didn't either. No. So there yeah. wasn't a real attraction to that. So here I am walking by with my friends. You know, we're all in public school. And here's the sisters. And one of them gives me a prayer card. Mm-hmm. No one else. Just me. So literally, they all look at me and they're like, the nuns gave you a prayer card. (laughs) Does that mean you're going to be a nun? Exactly. (laughs) But I was I was so grateful for that because, you know, fast forward, um, 
you know, a couple of years later when I graduated, I had a best friend that I kind of had like the hearts for and he entered the seminary and I just felt like, oh, if he entered the seminary, maybe I'm meant to be a sister. Right. What does that say about me? Right. right. Exactly. And I started that exploration. I mean, they were there. I already had their well, prayer card. Well, it's so beautiful that you are willing to explore because we're all called to this, this universal call of holiness. Yes. That the church talks about. We're all called to a path, a particular path. For us to live out a, a vocation of love for God, whether it's marriage, single life, or single life while waiting for marriage, yes, uh, or religious life or priesthood. Yes. And what a gift to learn that process of discernment is actually something that I feel that everyone should do. Absolutely. To learn those tools and skills. And then also their family. I mean, they became like family to me. Mm-hmm. And it was through that time that I really felt very passionate and very called. I loved them, but I really felt like I was meant to be in the world following their apostolate. Mm-hmm. And and our founder, Blessed James Alberione, did a wonderful job of setting that up. He actually started 10 institutions, four of which are religious sisters, which includes the Daughters of St. Paul. That's one of four. Um, an order for priests, an order for priests who are diocesan priests who want to share in the charism. That's um, Jesus the priest. We actually have two vocations for that in the U.S. right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is really exciting. And then we also have the Holy Family Institute, which someday <laughs> yes. I want to join with my husband. He doesn't know that yet. I actually have a lot of plans for him. Maybe this is why I'm not married yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's still getting baked. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and then there's uh, single consecrated men, single consecrated woman, and then finally the Pauline cooperators. So what is that? What does that mean? You're a lay woman. You want to be married. You've Correct. discerned that your call is married life. And you have this unique vocational element where you're out here in Hollywood. You're an actress and also doing ministry. But what does it mean to cooperate with a religious order? Listeners might not understand that or understand that lay people can be linked in that way with a powerhouse religious order that's dedicated and consecrated. What does that mean? Yes. Um, well, the beautiful part of that is it means, number one, I share in their spirituality. And I, I have meetings once a month with them mm-hmm. on a Saturday. If I can't make the meeting, um, normally it's a holy hour with a teaching. If I can't make the meeting, um, you know, Sister Patricia, who's in charge of the cooperators here in L.A., she'll give me or anyone who misses the packet so that we can do it on our own, mm-hmm. do the mm-hmm. holy hour and that sort of thing. It's much better, though, to go in person because then you have the community, which is just so beautiful, you know, and needed, needed. <laughs> right. You can't live out in L.A. I'm going to repeat this just in case. There's anyone listening right now that's thinking, hmm, I've got plans. I think maybe I belong in LA. You need community, okay? <laughs> Eucharist and community. Right. And Mary. Which reminds me of Mary with the apostles in the upper room. Yes. And we'll get to that in a bit, but keep going. So, as I said before, sharing in the spirituality. And number two, it would be the community. It's so beautiful. I've had times where I've been stranded. <laughs> Because, you know, my plane, I was in San Jose and they're in Redwood City up there. And I'll never forget, I had this horrible layover. There was this bad storm, couldn't get into where I was going. And literally, I think it was Sister Nancy, like, came, like, picked me up, brought me home for dinner and then, like, brought me back, you know. But it's just such a gift to have that sense of, like, they're my family, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's a real gift. Who wants to be a Lone Ranger? Nobody should be a Lone Ranger in the faith and nobody, you know, it's really, 
really important. And it's a part of my upbringing. It's a part of my culture. I mean, mm. I'm Portuguese. The family's everything, you right, know? <laughs> right. And we're going to take a really quick break and we're going to talk about the family community and really the mother of the whole family of the church, Our Lady, Our Lady Queen of the Apostles, and her particular role in Kristen's life and in the spirituality of the Paulines, which is really, really interesting to me. I didn't know a lot of this um, until I also became friendly and collaborative, not a cooperator, but um, working in the field with the Pauline sisters and, of course, getting to know my beautiful sister friend, Kristen. So we'll be right back. I'm Alexis Walkenstein. You're listening to Mary's Touch. Our guest is Kristen Jazak. We'll be back right after this break. The Faith and Freedom Minute explores the intersection of our Catholic faith and modern American culture, offering insights to understand and navigate the divide between secular viewpoints and our Catholic principles. Brought to you by the Knights of Columbus, here's past State Deputy for Texas, Douglas Oldmixon. Recently, a nominee for a federal judgeship who holds traditional Catholic positions faced skeptical questions based on her religious beliefs. Archbishop Laurie responded with serious concerns, saying... America has a strong and venerable tradition of pluralism that respects religious views. In this context, the hearing is deeply disappointing. Rather than simply consider the professional achievements of a nominee for the federal judiciary, multiple senators challenged her fitness to serve due to her Catholic faith. Such questions are not just contrary to our Constitution and our best national traditions, which protect the free exercise of one's faith, and reject religious tests for public office, they are offensive to basic human rights. As Knights of Columbus, we will always work to eliminate official religious discrimination. Will you join us? This has been the Knights of Columbus Faith and Freedom Minute. To learn more about the effective witness and practical works of the world's largest Catholic family organization, please visit our website at kfc.org. That's kofc.org. I'm Alexis Walkenstein. You're listening to Mary's Touch. And my guest today in studio in Hollywood is Kristen Jazak. She's a great friend in the faith, as a real soul sister. And she is a Pauline cooperator, a devotee of Our Lady, a Hollywood actress, and um, just an inspiration. And I we're talking before the break about her introduction. You know, she was a, a great Catholic woman of God, young, in living in a secular world, public school, not in Catholic schools, met the Pauline sisters who introduced her to the Pauline spirituality uh, as she discerned her own vocational call toward marriage and a career in Hollywood. She clung to the Pauline sisters and took the leap to become what's a Pauline cooperator, where she is a laywoman who benefits from the spirituality of the Pauline sisters, their prayers, their sacrifice. She makes her own prayers and sacrifice. And part of the Paulines, which I think is so fascinating, the founder, Blessed Alberioni, who you could speak much more eloquently than I, but he really has this really epic, profound devotion and teaching around Our Lady Queen of the Apostles. She's a central figure in the Pauline spirituality, which isn't something that I would have recognized. I, I feel like St. Paul, obviously, yeah. is the central figure, but but he puts her over him. Yes. Do you want to talk about that a little? Well, she was the first to receive Jesus and bring the word. You know, the word became flesh. So she was the first to receive the word. And um, it's so beautiful. If you ever see a depiction of Our Lady, Queen of Apostles, it's it, most of the time when we see Mary, she's holding Jesus very close mm. to her heart, which mm. is beautiful. 
But in these depictions of Mary, Queen of the Apostles, she is normally holding Jesus away from her body and giving Jesus to the world. And in one hand, um, typically, there's a scroll symbolizing the word. You know, so mm. she's bringing the word. She was the first person to say yes to God. Wow. To serve that mission right. when she accepted Christ in her body. Right. That, you know. that annunciation moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And she is. And by the way, that's so evangelical. It is truly when you think of St. Gabriel yeah. making the announcement, Archangel Gabriel appearing yeah. and communicating a message from heaven. So we think of Our Lady as Queen of the Apostles and Queen of our Lord, Mother yes. of our Lord. It's an evangelical moment. It's, yeah. It's a missionary moment. It's a it's a moment where there's a message attached. And, yes. and she's instrumental in the evangelization work of the Paulines. Yeah. When she received Jesus' word, she went in haste. Mm-hmm. You know, she brought Christ to Elizabeth. I mean, there was like no stopping this woman when she received Christ, you mm-hmm. know, and she was she Urgent. was obedient. Urgency. Yes. Yes. And and really the supreme apostle. She's really mm-hmm. the first and the one that is the, the supreme example of what it means mm-hmm. to be an apostle. In our charism, it's Mary, mother, teacher and queen. Those are the three parts of that spirituality of Mary, queen of the apostles. She's our mother. You think of when Christ gave. Mary to John and all of us on the cross. It's really like you think about it almost like Jesus's last possession. Mm -hmm. You know, here Mm -hmm. he is bearing everything and you think about it to give your mother away. Mm -hmm. You know, the pain that that must have felt, but the fact that he gives her to all. And then um, teacher, she was with the apostles in the cenacle at Pentecost, right. preparing them, teaching leading them, them the leading them. Mm. She was the first one. Also, it was through the Holy Spirit that she conceived. Right. She we, received that miracle first. Yes. And they were, she was going to help usher that in. Yes. With her son. Yes. Yeah. And she was gathered around that. And I, I love, um, there's a book by Alberione on Mary Queen of the Apostles. And it says, Mary leads, uh, prepares victories. That's what mm. it says. Mary prepares victories. Mm. Um, so I just love that phrase you know, him saying that and thinking about that. So mother, teacher, and then queen, of course, you know, she is the queen of heaven. She is the queen of apostles. She is the queen of the angels. Right. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting quote. I just completed my 33 days renewal consecration to Jesus through Mary by St. Louis de Montfort. And it struck me in one of the daily devotions in the old school form, not the new one. There was a reading that talked about, he's relating about Mary. Consider the amount of time that Jesus spent with Mary versus the apostles. He dedicated the majority of his life under her care. Yeah. And that was like mind blowing, you know, just to be reminded of that. Yeah. That he he submitted himself Mm -hmm. to her Mm -hmm. and we in turn do the same. Yeah. And ask the apostles to do the same. Yeah. And so, you know, what is it about her queenship and the Marian spirituality that goes along with an apostolate of these religious sisters whose whose mission and who you're connected to is deeply wrapped around bringing the gospel to the nations through the media. It seems like, really, Our Lady, the presence of Our Lady in this Pauline spirituality in Hollywood, how is that possible? What does that look like? It's trust. And Mary moves mm. things. You know, I have a little a little story that I don't think you've ever heard about mm. my decision to move to L.A. 
and how I made that decision. Part of it was believing in the power of God, which was something that I really had to have kind of a, a remodeling or a, re, a makeover of that in my mm-hmm, life because mm-hmm. I didn't understand the, what mm-hmm. you know what is possible through God. Right. So one of the the symbols or signs that led me to believe that this was an okay step was actually a witness through Jim Caviezel. And mm-hmm. it's a witness that the world wouldn't know. So basically, here's Jim. He had done Passion of the Christ, right? And right. then there was a lull or a gap of like, he did projects here and there, but a lot of people didn't see them or that sort of thing. So he's a little out of the spotlight for a while. So here he is kind of probably waiting. I don't know him personally, you know, but um, it was 2011 that I was praying, discerning that move. And it was in that move in May that he, all of a sudden on May 13th, he booked person of interest. And for me, it was a sign I know it was like I wasn't seeing it in the Catholic papers or anything like that. I saw it in Deadline, which is basically like a business. Yeah, Deadline Hollywood. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The industry stuff. That it was May 13th that this thing got the green light. And I knew immediately. Ladies Day. You got it because I, I mentioned before that I'm Portuguese and Our Lady of Fatima. That was the first time she appeared on May 13th. So for me, it was a symbol. I was like, wow, if Jesus and Mary can do that for Jim, I can only imagine what he can do for me and what she can do for me. Hmm. And it goes to show in the family of God how our lives become testimony to somebody else, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was such a trust factor to see that. And I really believe that Our Lady could do it. We talked about the Annunciation and how, you know, he came to her first. Jesus mm-hmm. came to Mary first. And I, I I, think one of my most favorite Gospels is the Annunciation. There's just so much contained in that mystery. When we look at the angel Gabriel appearing, you know, who am I? I do not know man, you know, the trust. And do not be afraid, Mary. It's by the Holy Spirit that this has been done. The Holy Spirit overshadowed you yeah. because you've received high favor. So oftentimes I will say, you know, in the rosary that I'm praying or just in a regular prayer, you know, whatever's going on in my life, mother, let me share mm. in that mystery and that yes. annunciation, the announcement yes. that God has for my life, yes. the announcement that God has for me, the plan that God has for me. Mm. I want it to be announced and delivered through heaven. And I want yes. to be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Yes. So the Holy Spirit is overshadowing my own will. And I am moving for you and that my yes will be sure, even though I don't see. Yes. You didn't see. Yes. You yes. didn't see. You made, yes. You said, how, how could this be? I do not yes. know man. Fear not. It is by the Holy Spirit that this has been accomplished. Yes. And think of the simplicity of 30 years, 30 years before Jesus actually steps out and starts his mission. Mm -hmm. You know, the simplicity, the silence Mm -hmm. that she lived in. Right. Patiently waiting. Pondering these things in her heart. Knowing the mystery that she has before her. It's more than a mystery, the greatness. Right. And then she was also a woman of the prophetic. This prophetic action came through Gabriel that spoke into her life, her destiny. But what I love about what happens with Mary is... And we're called to live as Marian witnesses in the world. When she's blessed, everybody around her is blessed. And we hear the angel say, and not only that, but your kinswoman Elizabeth is with child. She who is advanced in age is with child. There is nothing impossible for God. So what God has done for Mary, he will also do for us. And that's the example that Elizabeth brings. And then, like you said, in the next mystery, in the next gospel in Luke, we see Mary making haste. And mm-hmm. she she makes haste. And I feel it's, it's so many things in that making haste. 
She's making haste because she's bringing Jesus, but she's making haste because she's going to witness the prophetic word that was spoken over her cousin, yeah. her kinswoman, yeah. who's also with child. So this this mutual coming together of the power of God. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how she initiates that kind of community building, bringing together in Christ. Right. So, you know, you're making haste here in Hollywood. You're, yeah. You're bringing, you know, elements of faith to faith arenas, but also mainstream arenas. Yeah, you know, you've, you've been on Kimmel. Yep. You've been in commercials, you know, yep. on television. You're doing a Mother Teresa project. You've really run the gamut. You've got a two-woman show. A very diverse things, you know, some that speak directly into the faith world, as we say, preaching of the choir. Yep. But others, in others, you're out there. You're out in the world and out of the world, and you're with all these amazing people that are really the culture of today. And God is sending his special ones out to be that leaven in those places and to bring the glory of God. Yeah. And sometimes it's so funny. I'm, I'm like thinking of a phrase right now. I, I, I like comedy, as you know, um, and it's not normally used in this context, but silent but deadly. <laughs> 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 because most of the time, you know, my presence on sets and this is part of the Pauline spirituality, too. It's not just the work, like the work that you do, but the prayer, the intercession. So I had a habit that I started a long time ago. Even when I was doing theater, I would really pray for the people that I was on set with, mm. you know, and they wouldn't know that that's what I was doing. Um, but especially when I first started doing extra work and background on movies, I literally in the morning, I pray my Divine Mercy Chaplet for whoever I was going to meet that day. Right. And then when I got to set, I would be praying my rosary. I mean, you know, now that I have lines and stuff like that, and it's a little more complicated, Mm -hmm. it's harder Mm -hmm. to do that. But if I don't have to do anything that complicated, that's what I'm doing behind the scenes. What I find so fascinating, and, you know, I come from Boston, too, and, you know, the innovation, the business, the medical professional world and the collegiate world is a lot bigger than the media world in Boston, but it's a great media market. But I look at the faith that's so present here in Hollywood, not just the Catholic people that have been positioned here, but Christian people. And the commitment that people have to really witness to each other and to do those things like you're doing, like I want to say, did you know that people are doing prayer walks on lots and Mm -hmm. praying for the glory of God to come down? Prayer walks to pray for actors and actresses to come to know the love of Jesus and for studio executives to have a mindset of the things of heaven and not the things that are base that bring us to sin. I mean, this, my brothers and sisters, is what's going on in Hollywood. And Kristen is part of that movement. If we did that in every sector of society, if I worked at Microsoft or Google, and if I worked at, you know, um, Mass General Hospital in Boston, and I brought my rosary, and I'm sure that this is going on to some degree, but sometimes, you know, being out here, you hear more about this kind of movement in Hollywood. You know, I had a guest on the show and we were doing a show on divine impressions and the imprint of God. And my feeling is there's just so much out there that we get bombarded with in the media where um, we do not have the images of a Christ in Jesus, but we have these other images that can lead us to a path that is not of God. Yeah. So it's so important to bring the gospel, important to bring Our Lady. Our Lady is such an example for motherhood and for the feminine genius and the model of who we're called to be as women. And we've seen so much in Hollywood in the Me Too movement, in the um, denigration of, of femininity, of really what woman is, you know, everything has become sexualized. And so it is so inspiring to me to know that people like you are out here in Hollywood and bringing a whole different, you know, just a contradiction, you know, um, into this environment. 
please pray for us. <laughs> of course. You know, it can be difficult. You have to be there. If not you, then who? Right. You're working on Mother Teresa now, so people can yes. bring you to their parish all over the country, not just here in L.A. Yes. But if you want to bring Kristen to your parish for a witness talk to perform her one-woman show on Mother Teresa, St. Mother Teresa, how do they get in touch with you? Through person-to-person theater? Yes. So uh, that would be the best way. Um, if you visit my website, you can actually contact me through the website, and it's P as in the letter P, two as in the number two, another P, P2P, and then theater spelt the fancy way, R-E dot com. So P2P theater.com. We just want to give a shout out to the Pauline sisters because it yes. always comes up when Kristen and I are together. Um, if people want to become a Pauline cooperator, explore that. And we have a few seconds left. So depending on where you are, you can look up, um, first of all, the Daughters of St. Paul, you know, go to their website and see where they're located, see where their stores are. And you can actually visit a store and ask one of the sisters there and they can give you information. Now, if you're in an area that doesn't have the sisters, I would say just like I said, Google Pauline cooperators, uh, Sister Marie James Hunt is the one who's actually in charge for the national. You'll probably find her name and you can you can get in touch with her. Fantastic. Thank you for being here today, Kristen. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And thank my audience and our sponsors today. Um, We are so grateful for your loyalty here at Mary's Touch. Um, I encourage you to pick up my book about Venerable Fulton J. Sheen. It's by Pauline Media, and it's called Ex Libris Fulton J. Sheen. You can order it at pauline.org. Thank you so much for tuning in. God love you. God bless you. This program is produced by Mary's Touch a nonprofit corporation dedicated to bringing you the love of Mary and her son, Jesus. If you have questions, comments, or a story to share, write to us at Mary's Touch, P.O. Box 341991, Austin, Texas, 78734, or email radio at marystouch.org. For more stories or to find out more about Mary, visit our website at marystouch.org. Thank you for listening to Breadbox Media. Find more about us at breadboxmedia.com.